Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we review a dark romance book, drink some high noons, laugh our asses off, and rant about all of the hot smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We also want to duly note this is an explicit podcast where we will be talking about all the taboo topics we read, including explicit sex of all varieties, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. We are your hosts, Jillian and Morgan. Are you ready? Yes. Welcome back, guys. Hello. Another week. Yeah. Yeah. Another cold, long week. Oh, March. it's so cold here. Yes, with the snow mm-hmm. and the cold. But spring should be coming soon. I sure hope so. Yeah. Um, this man. Yeah. I haven't got a chance to talk to you. No. There's been quite a few castings. I saw a couple. I don't want to talk about them yet, though. We're, res- we're reserving judgment for now. Yeah. I feel like you kind of need the entire cast mm-hmm. together. Um, and, like, you know, just because they're, like, cross-picture doesn't necessarily look like right. how they're going to look in the... Yeah. Right. Yeah. More to come. I mean, I I'm do want... i so far. I feel like they need to release one, like, every day. That would be great. It's, they're not released. I'm... Come on. Yeah. Get it time. moving. The time. Yeah. Is, it's supposed to draw it out, but come on. Yeah. It's supposed to be starting uh, filming, I believe, in like the beginning of April. So we're just about there. Right. Yeah. Let's do this thing. But yeah, there's going to be more to come on that for sure. But today we have another Rebecca Zanetti, um, supernatural type uh, genre that we Mm -hmm. absolutely love. And this is The Realm Enforcers, which is a five book series that does come in the timeline right after the dark protectors, which we've reviewed before. Yes. So we're talking vampires. We're talking shifters. We're talking witches. We're talking enhanced human females, demons. I mean, we're right back into this world. And even though the quote unquote, like Kurgan war and virus war and all of that, that we have in the dark protectors has been settled. There's still quite a bit of shit that's going on in the witch world. So these books are essentially based on the witches, which were uh, introduced to us because of Myra in uh, Myra Dunn in Khan's book, right. his mate. Um, these are her cousins. Yep. The witch enforcers. They're hot. They're Irish. I do like the book covers. I don't like them as much as the vampire ones. Yeah. There was a couple of good ones on this one, but. Yeah. But the story, though. The stories are good. The stories are good. They're all in, they're all in a timeline. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like I said, they're off. There's five books. Um, so they're in a timeline. There's a lot of twisty, turny plots and stuff that are happening that we're not going to be able to kind of timeline out and spoil those for you. But I would like to just kind of focus on each book and the couple. Right. So for book one, um, we have Kellek Dunn, who we already met. He is like besties with Khan um, and again, Myra's cousin. So he is, I mean, everything. Come on. They are undercover in Seattle. Right. um, In a biker motorcycle motorcycle club. club. Named Fire, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fire. They're bad. These are bad men. And they, um, so it's three brothers. So it's Kalak and Dare and Adam. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, they're, so they're witches, but these motorcycle group of bad men don't know, you know, that witches exist. 
and where they're undercover because there is a drug that's hit the street in Seattle called Apollo and it kills the human, but it gives the human a little bit of the power that the witch has, which is more like fire that kind of dances off their skin, up their arms. It's really fucking sexy. Mm -hmm. Um, But the human dies. And they also are finding out that there's that mineral that took place that kind of hurt Brenna Dunn back in the dark protector world. Um, That is being like put into darts and shot at witches and witches are dying. So you've kind of got all these bad things are happening in the witch world right now. And these witches, the enforcers are undercover trying to figure out what's happening. And they believe that the key is this motorcycle. So now you meet our chick in this book, Alexandra Monzel, who is the worst character. I'm going to say out of all five books, she is the person I just dislike from the beginning of the book to the end. Listen, she's the worst between these books and the vampire books. I cannot stand her. Yeah. She's like her, she's a cop, which I'm not saying anything about that, but she's a cop. So she has this mentality of like, I'm big, bad and strong and no man is going to change me and I don't want to have sex with any men and men and I'm just like oh my god she's very much I, like overly uh, trying to like prove herself in a man's world kind of a thing so much to the point where she's so fucking annoying just annoying whiny and complainy yeah and like wishy-washy and you guys know how much I hate oh. a wishy-washy girl and she's a wishy-washy She girl, is fucking but terrible. But like, the worst degree of yeah. wishy-washy. So, like, one minute. So, obviously, her and Kellogg are going to, you know, get together. And that's not going to be in, like, a great way. So, there's a lot of mistrust that happens because she thinks he's just, like, a bad guy, you know, working for the IRA or whatever. She right. She do a gun deal with this club. She's fucking ridiculous. So, she's constantly trying to arrest him. And I believe that she has arrested him like yeah. four or five times during Give it up, book. sister. It's just ridiculous. Their push and pull is so ridiculous that it just got to the point to where you're like, you know what? I don't really care. I don't really care right. if you get naked. Like, you right. deserve the orgasm that this, like, beast of a fucking amazing man right. is capable of providing to you. Because he's dirty. Right. He's so dirty and so filthy. And he just does not give a shit that she's a cop. And he's just always talking down right. to her like, you know, I'm about to get yeah. you naked. And then but it's like in her mind, she's like, oh, well, yeah, that's hot. But then what comes out of her mouth is something so incredibly outrageous and honestly rude. Sometimes yeah. she's just mean and rude. And I'm like, listen, girl, Mm -hmm. there's a hot man in between your legs doing, I don't even know what, whatever he fucking feels like it at the moment. And you're going to sit here and complain about it? Get out of here. And then threaten to arrest him. Every third page, he was threatening to arrest him. I'm over it. It was so annoying. But here is what about their book that I really liked. You are setting up where you're, you know, you're setting up this new storyline and all these new characters. So now, you know, you've got his brothers are here. Simone, who we met in the Dark Protectors book, who's also a cousin, is here. Um, and they all have their stories and their people that they're bringing in. Right. But what I really liked about Kellogg is that in a fit of crazy built up aggression, he mates her 
with a brand, right. just like the vampires did in the Dark Protector series. Right. And it is an, it's an accident. He completely accidentally mates her. And then right after it happens and the tattoo that she gets is like on her hip and it's like a Celtic knot, mm-hmm. all Irish and amazing. Um, and it's just like, she's like, okay, well, thanks. That was great fucking sex. We just had in the rain against a tree, like fucked up, rough, right. awesome sex. And he's like, oh, fuck, I would have given you a choice because I'm a dick. Like, and you're like, what are you talking yeah. about? And that's how this cop lady figures out yeah. that he's a witch and that there are, in fact, immortals. Yeah. And now she's, in fact, an immortal. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he did, too. The, I feel like the difference between this particular meeting and, let's say, like, I don't know, one of the vampires, any of them, really, mm-hmm. is they meant to do it yeah they wanted to do it they meant to do it and they didn't fucking apologize for it now you're now you're in this situation and i think he is more or less like not only like what the hell have i done but whoops Sorry, but not sorry, but also I'm not going to be, like, a dick about it. Yeah. So it was a little bit different. But, of course, she fucking flew off a handle. and. Uh. Of course. And he he's very sweet. Like, yeah. he got to the point to where he was done with her bullshit. Yeah. Because she did, like, she was even mean to Simone for, like, no reason just to be a dick. And he was like, come on, mate. Like, yeah. I, we're going to start your taming now then because that is not going to happen. Yeah. Because family is everything to me. And, you know, her deal is, is that she's got like a fucked up parent situation with her dad and her dad's a drug dealer and he's in jail. And that's why she became a cop and she's all like overzealous about it and blah, blah, blah. And then once she learns that she's now an immortal and that they're going to be together and what the mating means and all that kind of stuff, she's like, well, you're going to let me fight now. Now I'm going to fight witches. And he's like, okay. And he has to appease her because she thinks she's, like, this little badass. Oh and God. to me, all I kept thinking of is she reminds me of, like, Scrappy-Doo. Right. You know, like, the second something happens, she flies off the handle and she jumps up. And she's like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. And you're like, oh, my God, you need to calm the fuck down. Like, take a breath. Yeah, she was the worst God. character. I really loved him. And I love the author. So I love the yeah. writing. I love this world. And I was so excited that it was continuing but if Kellogg wouldn't have been written as well as he was and as hot as he was, I probably wouldn't have continued on with the next, you know, to, up to five books. Um, so that's just great for Rebecca Zanetti because she made like yeah. a horrible character. Like I still wanted to go on in the series. Yes. Agreed. And I'm glad I did because book two, we have Dara Dunn and his love interest in this book is Felicity Kilwood. Which Felicity, again, coming from us from the Dark Protectors, right. is Zane's mom. Right. We forget these are immortals. Mm-hmm. These people look like they're in their 30s, but they're like three, 400 years old. Right. right? So, and Dare is a witch. He's older as well. He's a couple hundred yeah. years himself. So there is like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like a Mission Impossible, Indiana Jones type of. Right situation where there's like an undercover like deceit is going on and lies are being done and he's following her around because they met and had the instant zing no one knows who each other are all these great things happen in this book but again the motherfucking branding right 
And he meant to do it. He did mean to do it. He sure did. (laughs) I will say too, um, I guess when it kind of opens, Felicity is like fighting for her life in like this fight. Yeah. And one of the things that happens to her is a polar bear like claws half her face off. Listen. (laughs) Yeah. She's a demon. She, I was like, holy Moses, this is intense. Yeah. Um, So he does save her. So he's like, you know. You get, like, that slight hero complex. Well, like, you picture in the book, they're in this, like, frozen tundra right. of, like, nothing being around but snow and yeah. ice. And then he, like, hang glides right. in. It's, Fucking hot. It's, it was so yeah. hot. It's like Mission Impossible take out Tom Cruise. Ugh. Add... Well, he needs to retire. No, Listen, I'm, no, Tom Gunn's getting ready to come out. Oh, I know, retire. but I'm over his Mission Impossible. No, I just don't need Tom Cruise to speak, but he can do everything. <sighs> He's anyway. Anyway, um, so, Mission Impossible yeah. moment. So when I was reading like this particular section of the book, it's it's sometimes difficult to wrap your brain around the fact that. I mean, you know they're immortal. Right. Like, when you're talking, when a character is being talked about, I picture Nick being, like, a young, like, 30-something-year-old man. Like, not young, but, like, not old. You mean Dare. I mean, yeah, Dare. Yeah. But... Dare or Dara. I don't know. Like, in the book, I read it as Dare, but in the audiobook, it was Dara. I I like like Dare. Yeah. Yeah. And then Felicity, of course. Cece. Yeah. Is what they call her. She's a grandma. She's a grandma. Sense. So like, I had a hard time with that concept mm-hmm. because age really isn't a thing to them. Right. So like, for him to be a what I would consider a young guy dating a grandma, you think, eek, yikes. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, so there was a slight disconnect for me. But then, actually, only for a second because yeah. like their sex scenes. And, like, the intimacy of them as a couple is, like, bang. It is. Banging. It is. Yeah. They have some great, like, you got to strip down naked for your natural body heat. Right. Like, get warm in a tent. Yeah. And, like, yep, I'm going to find ways to warm you up. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he did. He does. It he was, sure did. Yeah. And then you've got the complications because she has grown children. Yeah. So all of a sudden she's off on this adventure. This is a grandma. She comes home and her sons are like, where the fuck have you been? What the fuck do you think you are doing? And who the fuck are you with the enforcer? Right. And he's all like, yeah, I just uh, made your mom. And they all like want to jump on right. him to beat him up. So you've got that going on. Yeah. Also, I will say that's the one, the one thing in this book that turned me off just a little was Logan, her younger son, mm-hmm. his reaction to his mom dating somebody, dating fucking whatever. Yeah. He like flew off the handle and like started fighting Dare. Dare. And I was just like, this is your mom. She's a grown woman. Mm-hmm. Like calm down. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like that part. I didn't like the how intense Logan was about her trying to like, I don't know, like find happiness, right? Like she was mated to their dad, Mm -hmm. but then she took the virus that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Right. So she took it so that they would be unmated so that she could find somebody else. Uh, Because without the virus, a man would never be able to touch her. Right. So she, she took it because that's what she wanted. And her sons are like, (laughs) sorry, but no. Right. 
Like, no. I think that they spent so much time protecting her that because Suri had her, like, under wraps. Yeah. Because Suri was scared of her. that They forget she is the strong demoness right. of, like, a royal line who is no joke. And her sons, are, the war is over, and she's free of Suri. Yeah. Her sons are free of Suri, and it's time for her to live her life. But what you don't know about her is that behind the scenes, she's helping the demon nation, which is the nation her son is running. It's her right. nation that yeah. she was from, you know, is from a royal line. But she's doing these things like robbing banks, blowing up ships, like doing mm -hmm. these things. And Dare is just along for the ride at right. this point to keep her, keep them both alive. She's a total badass. She is a badass. And I love it. And I love how he fits into it. Because eventually at some point to her family, he's just kind of like, look, boys, I love her. Yeah. She's my mate and I love her. And this is our life now. And so get on board or get the fuck out of right. the way. But I will always, she's mine now. Yeah. And they, you know, they work it out and they all get along yeah. and happily ever after. And pretty quickly, um, she gets knocked up as well. Yeah. And it's great because in this world, you've got witches and demons together. So not like vampires where, you know, vampires can only have boys. Mm -hmm. Demon and witches can have girls. Right. And so the family's excited to think that Dare might have like a big robbing daughter. Yeah. Or a demon daughter or some shit. So it was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know now we're going to get into your favorite book, yep. which is book three. Mm. And this is Simone. So Simone, again, cousin. Um, she's quite snotty in the books that her. we read in The Dark Protector. She was a badass. She's like sassy snotty, so though. So sassy snotty. And you can tell they they made her character where you can tell she's like has this big front where I don't care about anybody but myself mm -hmm. and I'm a princess and whatever, but you know that that's not yeah. her gig. Yeah. Um, and then in this book, you find out why, because we're introduced to another demon, Nicholas Vegas, uh. who is like the second in command of the demon nation who has protected Zane all of Zane's life. So again, you're bringing, bringing characters in mm -hmm. Zane, who you love um, yeah. from the dark protector series. So Simone has found herself in a bit of trouble. So the Coven Nine is the ruling council of the witches, okay? And the witches themselves, most of the family, all kind of belongs to the boys right. and Cousin Simone. Well, they're all getting in trouble, so to speak. So someone's blaming them for something, getting them investigated, getting them taken off the council, council Simone being no different. So she's being accused of treason, and they believe that she is behind the Apollo drug hitting the streets, and that it's out to destroy witches because she wants power because she's a selfish bitch. I just, I didn't, this particular storyline to me, I could not grasp it. Because yeah. I feel like, so you have this Coven Nine, right? They're, this, they're supposed to be like the most powerful witches that like are creating order mm -hmm. you know in the witch community they're in charge right mm -hmm. but they're also simone's family yeah you know some of them yeah why would you think that someone you love and care about that you know loves and cares about their community mm -hmm. would do something like this i know it's like they they just like turned a blind eye. I mean, there is one little cunt bag on the Coven Nine that I couldn't stand. I can't even think of his name right now. I blacked him out because I didn't like him. Mm -hmm. But he's like forcing the matter. But everyone else is just like, oh, well, we'll see. And is this. I'm like, well, I think the deal is, is it has to be investigated if a claim is made. I just don't and like it. Her family is completely beside Yeah. Her. They're just like, but they can't be. Not, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. But they're all like, we know that this, like, she, Simone herself, she believes in the system. 
she believes that she will be found innocent because she doesn't think that she's done anything wrong. And Nicholas shows up, and because the cousins, the boys, they're busy. Mm-hmm. They're busy with their own shit going on with Apollo and the motorcycle club and the drugs and all this kind of crap. And so they brought Nicholas in to, or Nick, Baez, to protect her and because they have a past. And the boys feel she needs to work her shit out. And it just, from the very first page of the book, it just blows up because their banter is fucking everything about this book. It's like hatred and aggression and hot Mm -hmm. and steamy. Like, I want to fuck you, but I also want to rip your face off. Yeah. Or I will rip your face off as I'm fucking. Right. Yeah. He's Russian. So he's got like this accent and he calls her like these fucked up, like weird Russian names. But yeah. They convert to like little bunny. Yeah. Um, and here's the deal. When they were young, very young, before all the wars and shit happened, they were together. Mm-hmm. He took her virginity. He was her first love. He wanted to marry her. And before he got a chance to do that, um, the prophet prop prophecy kind of shows up and the prophet I can't say this word today. Profit. Thank you. That word. Yep. And Dage, King Dage, yep. show up and say, listen, I've had a vision and you need to be in this particular place at this particular time to help these particular people that are going to save our world. And in order to do that, you can't have Simone. So you need to walk away from this world that you are going to have with her. And you have to now go live as a dirty fucking right. demon and work for the bad guys under, you know, undercover. Right. And basically what he was meant to do was to make sure that Felicity got kidnapped by the dad of the boys, who mm-hmm. ended up Zane and, and Logan's dad, and that he was to get Zane back and help Zane, you know, form the demon nation as it is right. today. So Nick gave up all these things in his life when Simone is the only thing he's ever wanted to still get. So he's here going, those wars over. And now I'm coming to get you and you're not going to be able to say no. Well, and she knows, she does not know why he left. So she just thinks he dumped her, like dumped her and just up and left and never wanted her. And that was the last time she was ever vulnerable Yeah, was because of him. So they have a great love story that you have to work out, but the sex and their look. the best. Because they fucking brand each other. Yeah, they do. And there's a baby. Yes. So, so much, and there's a trial, and they're on the run, yeah. and they're working their shit out, and she has to learn to trust him, and he has to learn her past, and she has to learn his past, and that they still love each other. But then there's also another subplot of dragons, mm-hmm. and we've not been introduced to dragons in this world yet. You find out it's kind of a special breed of shipper, right. and then it brings in, well, there, it brings in a side character that we didn't mention and we should have from the first book, and his name is Bear. And he's a, a wolf shifter or a bear shifter who runs another motorcycle club in Seattle, who, of course, is kind of cool with the boys because right. they're all undercover together kind of a thing. But they're on rival motorcycle clubs. Well, Bear ends up being like the half sibling of Simone and the other half of his you know, character or whatever is that he's a dragon. But he doesn't know. Right. And well, he knows he's a dragon, but she doesn't She know. doesn't know. And the dragon race is supposedly... Like, not around. Mm-hmm. Like, no one knows that they really exist anymore. Right. And they're very unique. Yeah. Um, and it's like Simone, like, really likes money and likes nice things. And that's kind of a trait yeah. that you get for being a dragon. But in the supernatural world, your body can't possess more than one creature kind of a thing. Yeah. So Simone is a witch. So even though her father technically was a bear slash dragon, dragon. shifter, yeah. he could hold two forms. She cannot. Yeah. 
Bear, on the other hand, our half-brother, he can't. Mm -hmm. But when he turns back and forth into a dragon, it, like, decimates him yeah. on, like, a cellular level. So it's really powerful. It's very yeah. powerful, and he gets really sick every time he does it. But he has to save her because, oh, uh, from their line, they don't have any women. And so they have now, the dragons have now found out that she exists, and they come and they take her and take Nick. Yeah. And she's pregnant. And so now you've got this fear of this like magical child. And so the dragons would want to kill the baby right away because it's half powerful demon, right. half dragon, half witch, half bear. Like it's so many fucking halves. Right. To two. This baby. Well, technically Jesus. you can only have two halves. So it's well, like a I don't, quarter. Yeah, but there's, there's like <laughs> too many quarters. There's too much in the except right? this little kid. I don't even know, but Simone and Nicholas's book. The sex, the sex and the banter, the love hate relationship that turns back into love. It's amazing. It for me. It's I, like the best. It, it, like, I feel like if I were to go back and reread any of these books again and again and again, it would be this one. Mm -hmm. The audiobook on yeah. this is so good too, because the Russian yeah. accent, when he says all the naughty, dirty yeah. things that, that he says, yeah. Yeah. So good. Mm. Um, there's still two more books to go. All right. Well, let's take a short break. Let's say thank you to Anchor. Yes. Welcome back. Hi, guys. All right. Book four mm -hmm. is Adam yep. and Tori. Well, yep. Victoria, known as Tori. Right. Tori is Alexandra's sister. From book one. The one that we didn't like. Right. But we like Tori. But we like Tori. Yep. Yes. Uh, Adam's also a witch. Hot. Sexy. He's my favorite. I know he is. I'll let you take it from here. Oh my god, he's my favorite. <laughs> I don't know why. He is... I don't know. Like, he's still a badass like the other brothers. He is still very, like, unbothered by Tori and all of her kind of quirky crazy. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he's like, she can't be my mate. Like, I can't be attracted to this. Right. Like, I don't want, like, somebody that is wild and carefree. And, you know, he was like, I'm very organized. He wants someone he can control, I feel like. Yeah. Sexually, anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Tori is just not controllable. No. She's a wild child. Yes. I love her. Yes. That's why I think that they fit so yeah. well. Um, and then, you know, he, her sister didn't tell her anything. So Adam essentially is the one kind of stuck with her because of like a kidnapping type situation. Right. And he's stuck with her and he's the one that has to kind of tell her like, yep, here's witches and yep, this is what's happening. And yep, your sister is mean and mm -hmm. he's now immortal. And they get into this situation where they're in front of the Council of Witches and uh, Peter Gallagher, who is the bad oh, yeah. council leader right now, yeah. um, is basically letting Adam know, like, well, if Tori's a human and she knows about us, she has to die. And Adam's like, well, then you can't kill her if I made her, so I'm going to mate her. And she's like, no, you're not. And so you've got that push mm -hmm. and pull and banter. And is he going to mate her? Is he not going to mate her? To save his own skin, to save her hide, like, and she's like, "I'm not gonna meet you, but I will fuck you." And whoa, yeah, whoa, do they? Yeah, Adam, like all the witches. I'm not gonna say that this was just exclusive to Adam, but it just gave me that down home tickle mm. because of Adam. That it was like they create this like special fire on their fingertips and like move their fingertips in certain mm. places. I feel like I could dream about it all day. Like witch sex just seems to be like where it is. It's like 
I picture it as like the a hot, warm feeling, like the beginning of what like an orgasm feels like, and it just touches every part of your body. And stays there yeah. during like the entire sex. And they can burn like burn your panties on. Mm. <laughs> How convenient. So convenient. Right? That's I mean it sucks because they're like in ashes at the end, mm-hmm. but honestly, I just don't care. Don't give a shit. No. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. So a lot of action. Yeah. A lot of action in Adam and Victoria's book. Theirs is really cool because it's a lot of kind of on the run. Yeah. Um, so you you get to go to Ireland like twice and you're back in Seattle and then she gets to like meet up with her sister and he gets to meet up with his brothers and you bring Moira back mm-hmm. and Brenna back and, you know, Dage shows up again and you uh, you touch base again with uh, Nikolai and Simone. It's like a family reunion. Um, but it all works out. In yeah. The end. But what I really love is there's this like kind of a courtroom drama scene at the end of Adam's book. Yeah. And it's where he is actually decided the plan is, is Adam is going to um, basically go to Peter Gallagher and, and call him out on knowing that he's the one that's behind Apollo. Right. That's what kind of all of this has led up to. And he's going to challenge him for leadership of the entire coven nine right and so they have this like fight to the death in order for it to happen and of course he wins yeah but at the end he's like setting everything to rights he's like restoring all the people yeah. back to their right you know rightful places and simone is no longer got treason hanging over her head mm-hmm. and she can you know be a witch again and blah, blah blah and then he looks at tori and he was like and you said that you were the best thing that ever happened to me and that i didn't want to mate you and he was like and i do want to mate you and blah blah and then he like picks her up and like carries her away and then like puts her on a yep. bike and off they go to get yep. mated. That's hot. The whole book. It's hot. The whole book you're waiting yeah. for them to get mated. Yeah. And he's doing it on his own motherfucking terms because he wants her right. and she wants him. And it is the best happily ever after. Yeah. I liked it because it was like he knew that they should be mated. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to be mated just because it was supposed to be done. Right. And I appreciated the fact that they both kind of like took their ownership of it and just waited. Mm-hmm. It made it better. The wait it, was worth it. It was. Their relationship was real. I mean, I'm yeah. glad that we didn't have to wait a long time for the sex because yeah. they were building that up mm-hmm. even through, you know, Kellogg's book or yeah. whatever when they first met. But Yeah. It was just great. It's again with the marking. Mm-hmm. What I love about witches is not only do you still have the branding and the marking that was so fucking sexy in the Dark Protector books, but they also, being witches, have these, you know, obviously these magical powers, but like his is mostly fire and hot. He does all yeah. sorts of hot things with yeah. fire, but he also has fangs. Yeah. They still do this, like, it's not just vampire specific, it's immortal specific. Right. You still so have to bite. You still yeah. have to bite while you're mm-hmm. inside. And yeah. You still have to put your hand where you want the brain mm. to be. And, uh, oh, yeah. So good. I mean, like, you could bite me. Yeah. I'd be down. Mm. I love that one. Yeah. one of my favorites. Um, last book, though, book five, we have Bear, Bear. and Nessa. So as we explained before, Bear, who's Simone's half-brother and the leader of the Bear Nation, and he's a shifter, he's also a dragon. And that's not really known to a lot of people within kind of the Dunn family, obviously. But he has ripped his soul 
into shreds yeah. from all this back and forth. You can only nature wise, you can only, he only wants to be a bear Yeah, and, and obviously a human. And so Nessa is somebody that we met because she was part of the temporary council and she was not under Peter Gallagher's control. Right. She was a good guy. And her family of witches, their special power is healing. Mm -hmm. So Simone kind of asks her, tricks her, guilts her, yep. blackmails her into going to bear and help heal right. him. And Nessa pretty much figures out it's not going to be like a one-time thing where she can just kind of lay hands on him and heal him and right. it's going to be fine. It's going to be repeated repeated attempts to fix him. And bear is as stubborn as you would think yeah. a bear would be. Um, and he's mouthy. He's mouthy mm -hmm. and just ridiculous. And he sniffs her out real quick yeah. that she has ulterior motives and something else is going on. Yeah. I, I felt like there was a little tiny part of me that felt like he was kind of like a teddy bear, just like a yeah. little bit. Like, yeah. yes, he was like aggressive and like, he it takes a lot to like for him to trust people and he's like this big enormous man you just don't expect him to i don't and he is funny mm -hmm. and he is dirty but he just has this like sweet. this like little tiny sweet side this little nugget mm -hmm. that like i latched on to which is i really liked bear he wasn't my like he wasn't he's behind nikolai but mm -hmm. i think he's like one of my favorites mm -hmm. But I do want to say every time Nessa does do her healing, it does hurt him. Yeah. Like it's really, it's a really intense uh, pain. And so I feel like they go through that together. Yeah. She like kind of has to hold him together as well. Yeah. And I think that that's where their relationship is very interesting because, you know, obviously they both sense an attractiveness out of the other one right from the get go. But, you know, this mating thing is on the table because part of her gift that she can heal in the same time, she can't throw fire and she wants to. Yeah. Or at least that's what she tells him. And so if they mate, she can heal him and he might be able to help strengthen her enough to get power to throw right. fire. But in these intense healing sessions that they have, it's like combining your soul with someone else's. And so you're seeing the truth of that person and the reality mm -hmm. of what they want the world to see. And so the way it was written, it was just so like you fell in love with yeah. these characters as they fell in yeah. love and they did fight it because you can't have like snarky, badass, yeah. you know, leader of yeah. the grizzly nation and him not be a dick. Right. Um, and not try to fight it to the nail. So yeah. they were, they were very good. And NASA doesn't just turn out to be just, you know, some ex uh, coven nine member who can't throw right. fire. I mean, she ends up being like the fucking badass. Right. Of she all is a badass. Yeah. But their love is real. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. And she does harness more power yeah. as time goes on. So. And he heals. Because, I mean, pretty much yeah. when we go into, even when we're in Adam's book in book four, you think Bear's pretty much done Yeah, for. He's really in a bad way. Yeah. So the fact that halfway through the book, he's pretty much yeah. back to full strength and you feel that he's back to full yeah. strength again. It just gives you were so happy. Yeah. And you want him to have his happy ending. And they go through some shit, but they get their happy yeah. ending. And it's a great, it's a great book. Yep. It's a great fucking series. It is. I know there is more. I've not read past this portion. Yeah, it continues. Yeah. On. I'm still reading. It's still, it's still going on today. They're still coming out. It's the next generation. It's insane. So. It's so good. 
But yeah. it really goes to show that this author took a story and has built it series by series by series. And I also love that she brings back old characters. Like mm-hmm. it's like a continuation of like series one is still going to be in like the third series. So when you read it, I feel like there's, I don't know, you, you know, all the characters you like right. have this like reader relationship with them yeah. and it really makes the story like that much better. Well, like when they were talking about that Dage was back um, and that, you know, what the brothers had done yeah. with Dage or whatever. And he had made mention about like, he's getting ready to be a father because Emma's pregnant yeah. and you're like, oh my God, because I love Dage. Yeah. He's just one of my absolute yeah. fucking favorites. Yep. So I'm like, oh, you're going to be a dad. Yeah. I love that for you. Yeah. You know, and now the, you know, the third series of this book that's going on is like Garrett, which is Talon's son. Yep. Um, and you've got, you know, Zane and Jane uh, have a baby. So yeah. Hope is going to kind of be in there and she's got a yep. dream world situation. So a lot of crazy stuff is happening. So, you know, Rebecca Zanani, I love you. I love this series. Mm. I just love this series. I want to meet her someday. She would be so amazing. Right? She likes our posts and we get all fangirl. Yeah. Yeah. We do love that. So what do we got going on for next week? Well. Oh. So we are doing a book called um, Dirty Sexy Saint. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a book which Jillian has read. Yep. Uh, I have not. But this is also a movie on Passion Flicks. Yep. One of my favorites. So we're going to talk about the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really compare a comparison per se, just what we liked and what we didn't and just how we felt about them overall. Yeah. So Dirty Sexy Saint, um, Carly Phillips and Erica Wilde. Yeah. So come back next week. Yeah. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. So before you get on with your day, be sure to check us out on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as The Smut Hive, done by yours truly, our IT expert. <laughs> Follow, like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at smuthive at We would love to hear from you. We better hear from you.